heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. It's in October. Masculine journey, no doubt, and the leaves are falling. Kind of, it's almost peak weekend, you know, when you think about it, Sam. But speaking of the leaves falling, yeah, go ahead. That's sad. <laughs> I like the cooler weather. It means winter's right around the corner, and that depresses me. But for you, it's football, Sam. It is. It it's, is. It's football, and this it, is. And this is football weather. And so it, 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 it lines itself up perfectly, Al. We got Al, and we got Sam Bain in the studio with us today. With today's subject, and they're letting me host this because they feel like I'm the poster child for this. <laughs> <laughs> the, the subject today is God does not waste pain. And for those of you who may be a little bit familiar with my story, <laughs> crushed behind two cars and in a wheelchair and then, you know, a brain abscess and some stuff like that. I, I have had an act uh, in, in several kidney stones later, falling out of a tree 35 feet onto my head. I have some experience with pain, Sam. Well, you know, Robbie, I think you might, might have misheard the doctor. I think he said brain absence, not abscess. Maybe that was the... It's so, falling out of the tree. I, I will bet you that I'm not the only poster child for this subject. But no. when I bring up that idea of God does not waste pain, what 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 floats up there in your mind? What do you, what do you, What immediately comes to your thought process, Al? You know, that's a great point. I think back to when I was a child, um, I went through um, a lot of dysfunction in the family. And I had my parents divorced when I was one. Um, stepfather died when I was six. Um, I was moved out of my home and, and with some uh, family friends for a while. So it felt a lot like an adoption. Um, and so now I have... Um, I'm in a children's ministry. Um, I have a Bible study and there are children that have gone through exactly what I went through. They only went through one of it. I've gone through all these. And so the ability to relate to them and understand. Wow. I did is not, a I, I never even had put that together. Al. That, that's really cool. How about you, Sam? Uh, I, I'm, if I'm going to be honest, which that's always a good thing on Christian uh, radio. Yeah, yeah, really, really. That is the goal. Um, on truth radio. Yeah, on truth radio. You got to speak <laughs> honestly there. The first thing that comes to mind for me is frustration. You know, why do people have to go through this? And you know, why is there pain in the world? Why, why is that the learning tool that it would seems that it is sometimes? You know, and, and I guess when you only when you take it out of the greater perspective, you can focus on it that way. But but realizing how we got here is key. Well, that's a great setup, Sam. Because when you think of frustration, can you imagine being in prison for fifty? years almost your entire life and there was a movie made out of that it's called the birdman and alcatraz and we happen to have i know you're shocked we have a clip so let's take a listen to burt lancaster and carl malden this was black and white sam this is my area birdman of alcatraz a strange name for a motion picture perhaps 
but it's the story of one of the strangest men who ever lived. And who to this day is unbeaten, fantastic brain that worked a miracle. Robert Stroud, American, a convict. A man who to this day is unbeaten, unbowed, unconquered. They call him the Birdman. And he is the most defiant man alive. Rehabilitation. Yes, rehabilitation. I wonder if you know what the word means. Do you? Now, don't be insulting. The unabridged Webster's International Dictionary says it comes from the Latin root habilis. The definition is to invest again with dignity. You consider that part of your job, Harvey, to give a man back the dignity he once had? Your only interest is in how he behaves. You told me that once a long time ago, and I'll never forget it. You'll conform to our ideas of how you should behave. And you haven't retreated from that stand one inch in 35 years. You want your prisoners to dance out the gates like puppets on a string, with rubber stamp values, impressed by you with your sense of conformity, your sense of behavior, even your sense of morality. That's why you're a failure, Harvey. You want the whole science of penology. Because you rob prisoners of the most important thing in their lives, their individuality. On the outside, they're lost, automatons, just going through the motions of living. But underneath is a deep, deep hatred for what you did to them. First chance they get to attack society, they do it. The result, more than half come back to prison. Now, it's all here in my book. And I suggest you read it. And you read it thoroughly. All right, you've spoken your piece. I have no course left but to speak mine. You know, Sam, when I went looking for uh, clips for this show, I, I specifically went looking for prison clips because I was thinking about how Paul had been in prison and wrote the epistles from there. God was not wasting that pain at all. And I was thinking about John Bunyan's Pilgrim's Progress, which mm -hmm. was also written from prison. And so I started looking at prison clips. But when I saw this, when I listened to that clip and saw the wisdom of what was being said just to the, the point of identity, Mm -hmm. Here's this man that had spent 50 years, and this is a true story. In this book that he's talking about, and what he just wrote out were things that were written by the actual Birdman of Alcatraz. The frustration and the pain had led to this phenomenal understanding of, of habilitation, and, and God had not wasted that pain because our penal system today is, is adjusted by it, but just understanding the whole idea of dignity being reinstated into people is 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 cool stuff it, it is absolutely cool i think the question i love the clip the question that i have though going back why are we dealing with pain you know why is pain in this world now we were talking about before we came on the air and you were you were talking a little bit about that you know in that i think back to adam and eve it was not god's will for them to fall it was not god's will for the earth to be in this condition this happened outside his will but he gave us free will so this is the result of a broken world, a fallen Adam and Eve. And so he takes these bad things that happen to us because of our free will and he makes good from it. 
And the thing I like about that clip is this man stands out because he did not waste time feeling bad or getting caught up in the now. He took things on a spiritual level and he rose above it. And that to me is where God wants us spiritually. When bad things happen, we have to step back. You know, we have to learn from it. it when you're in the middle of a storm, that's the worst time in the world to, to feel like, hey, I need to stand back. You're, you're caught up in the middle of the storm. But if you don't stop for a minute and turn to God, then you're not going to make it through the storm. And there's the picture that I, God was teaching me this morning, um, Al, is I was reading Pilgrim's Progress, which is, you know, kind of why I picked the prism clip. You know, Christian is on his way through the wicked gate and, and, and the narrow gate and all that, and he gets into this interpreter's house, and the interpreter, how he takes him to these different rooms to show him stuff that he's going to need for this journey because Pilgrim's on his way to the river. If you know, he's going to end up in heaven, but he's going to need some stuff because the journey is very hard. And he takes him to this room, and there's this fire going up the side of the wall. And there's a guy standing there pouring water on the fire. And Pilgrim's like, he didn't say it like this. This is the Robbie Bridge version. <laughs> What's up with that? <laughs> and and uh, the interpreter says to, to Christian, hey, that's Satan. And he's pouring water on the fire. And that fire is God's grace that's burning in the heart of a believer. Grace meaning the favor of God. You know, Jesus is on your side kind of thing. But what you can't see is behind that wall. Jesus is throwing oil on that fire. And with the oil fire like that, you see the fire gets hotter as, as Satan pours the water on. The fire gets bigger and brighter and more illuminated. So when you look at that from John Bunyan's life, here's this guy. He's in prison for 12 years. And the first go around is he's writing this book. And so undoubtedly he felt the, uh, how Satan wanted to douse the grace that, mm -hmm. and the fire that was in his heart. But by his mere illustration of this, you see, he was taking the fuel, the water that, that, Satan was pouring on the fire and illuminating this picture for all of us now to see more than God's making lemonade out of lemons. God's taking the actual fuel that Satan's pouring on the fire and he's illuminating a path for thousands and millions of pilgrims that would follow by one of the greatest Christian pieces of literature ever written besides, the, you know, obviously the Bible. Well, usually that's number one. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Paul wrote a pretty good epistle or two from yeah. From, from jail as well. And so. John wrote one from Isolation, the book of Revelation, right? So which is, it was a jail of some sort. But when I think about that picture, Sam, in your life, yeah, um, Satan tried to pour some water on your parade in a, in a young point. He did. He did. You know, when I was uh, really young, um, I was uh, uh, assaulted, you know, by a family member that uh, really... Um, at a very young age that I couldn't understand, obviously. And, and so, you know, the enemy came at me with that and really tried to disqualify me from, you know, who God intended me to be. You know, his path was, you know, being a boy and, be, and dealing with, um, you know, sexual molestation, you know, the, the enemy was coming at me of, well, you're not a real man. You know, that's, that's ne you're never going to be, and this disqualifies you from so much. And I believe that not seeing the spiritual battle, right? I didn't recognize what it was. I thought that was for me. And, and, and God came after that to get that out, to bring that to the surface. And what he really wanted to do is to bring it to the light. Because what I had done, like a lot of people that face that is 
I'm going to shove that down and not want to deal with it. I'm never, ever going to tell anybody about it because it's embarrassing and all these kinds of things, and it keeps you captive. You know, and God came after that and set me free from a, a lot of those burdens. But what's been really cool uh, above and beyond that is he continually brings people in my life that allows me to help share the way God led me down that path. And it's been a very cool thing to see that there is some great things coming out of some pain. Wow, and I I think about the path that, that Sam has, has lit for people that I know that have dealt with those kind of things. And I bet God has used that fire in your life. You can find out so much more about Masculine Journey by going to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. It is on Masculine Journey Radio on Facebook. We got a lot more coming up. Stay tuned. Your phone, your tablet, your iPad, your Android just became a radio. That's right. You can take the Truth Network with you everywhere now thanks to our brand new Truth Network app. That's right. Listen to Dr. Michael Brown, The Line of Fire, The Christian Car Guy with Robbie Dilmore, Truth Talk Live, all of our programming 24-7 right there in your hand. Perhaps you're out of range of your radio or traveling in a busy airport. You can plug into the Truth Network. Just go to truthnetwork.com to download the new free app. That's truthnetwork.com. No matter how large or small your digging project may be, no matter how urban or rural, you must always call 811 before any digging project. 811 is our national one-call number, alerting your local utility companies to come out and mark any lines they have near your dig site. So before you do this or this, make sure you do this. For digging projects big or small, make the call to 811, brought to you by Common Ground Alliance. Welcome back to the Masculine Journey. Uh, this is very a special October fall edition. <laughs> God doesn't waste pain. Oh, man, that's what we're talking about today. And you may think, wow, I'm the poster child for that. And it's amazing how God has, has taken that pain through so many people's lives. But what, what I see today better than ever, Sam, I, I, I told you this as we were walking into the studio. I have always known Romans 8.28. I haven't always known it, but I knew that Romans 8.28 is... You know, all things work together for the good of God and of those who are called according to his purpose, et cetera. I always thought, well, you know, they, uh, things are good. It's good. But nah, it's good. I mean, it's what God did with that situation in your life and the people that you've illuminated and brought out of that kind of band. It, it's a lot more than it's good. man. I mean, it's seriously good what God has done through the illumination that's come through those wounds in your life. Thank you. He, um, the cool thing that he also does is he, um, he continues to find ways to heal me in the, in the process. You know, every time I think that that, that situation is long gone and done and, and not realizing the enemy is still trying to work there, because he's, he's always trying to work. Yeah. You know, and so when God brings somebody to me through one way or another at a boot camp or things like that after we've been talking, and, and, and God will, you know, I think I'm helping them, which God's invariably helping me get to a different level as well. And it's really cool. And, and Al, you had some insight on this as well. I do, because I think it's, um, it's really neat that how did Satan come after you? He said you weren't a real man, but yet I think both Robbie and I can attest that when we're going through spiritual battles, you are our wise counsel. You're the spiritual warrior that we turn to, to help us fight these battles, to give us insight and a prayer warrior and, you know, you're right there on the front line. So he's telling you the opposite of the truth. 
Thank you. You know, I think that when we're in that pain, we don't often have the eyes to see the spiritual warfare that is going on. You know, we, we fight that battle, whatever that pain is, on one front, and we don't fight it on both fronts that we need to fight it on. Right. And it's interesting. Often we find ourselves fighting with each other. (laughs) (laughs) That happens. And this next clip, you know, because a lot of the emotional pain that we experience in life has to do with battling another person. Um, And that tends to be more emotional pain, but in my wife can attest to that, I'm sure, on all sorts of levels. So this clip just happens to be from the war that ends all wars. And no, it's not about Robbie's marriage. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the War of the Roses. That's another movie. It, it, it is, in fact, a, a clip from these folks that were in this Japanese prison camp. And while they were there in this prison camp, you know, certainly they thought their mission was to just survive. What they didn't realize was that God was actually going to use this to illustrate Ephesians 6. Where our battle is not against flesh and blood but against spiritual forces in high places, and they would have this opportunity to minister, actually to help the enemy, or who they thought was the enemy, turned out to be somebody they didn't realize. Nation prisoners, you are now captive of his imperial majesty, the emperor. That wasn't Alistair Bay. That wasn't Alistair Bay. But I want to ask a question to you, Robbie, because honestly, you have been through more physical trauma than anyone I've ever known. You've been through more storms, more traumatic events, and each time you come out, I've never known anybody with as positive an attitude and as strong a testimony of endurance and love and compassion for others. So when you're going through those storms, what do you, what gets you through those storms and what do you find on the other side? Well, I love John Bunyan's picture again because I, I can go back to each situation has its own moment where God was clearly showing me I was his favorite, Al. <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, when I was crushed and laying there waiting on the helicopter ambulance or something to get me out between the car, there was this hug that was just absolutely unforgettable. I've talked about it on the air many times. That hug was, you know, that was him pouring that oil on the fire that burned and illuminated a path. When my Sunday school class came out and built the wheelchair ramp from my, on my house, it was 
again, the oil getting poured on that showing me how much they love me, but that was illuminating the path when I had the brain abscess. And uh, uh, the, the young nurse held my hand as I was in phenomenal pain. My brain was um, essentially, you know, getting bigger than, than mm. my skull could take. So they had to crack my skull in order to, because it was swelling in there. And um, I know you're thinking. <laughs> Never healed. I thought you had that big head. <laughs> it, that explains and, a lot. And of all the pain, actually, that, that you know, that was the one that really. But I'll never for, forget that God put a girl that was in my Sunday school class, or she was a lady at this point, and she didn't say a word because, again, it was excruciating pain, Sam. And you can't understand that because you have mm-hmm. a headache right now. Mm-hmm. And all she did was hold my hand. But because I knew the setup there, I realized this was Jesus telling me he loved me and he was going to be there with me through that. And being able to to share those stories, again, I'm illuminating the path for others that may go through whatever physical pain or whatever it is that God will have something really cool for you in the midst of that, which will allow you to uh, walk in his grace there. No, but the voice of the enemy is pretty loud during the midst of that as well, right? I mean, there's a lot going on there, and you have to be alert and expect that God will show up. And so often it comes off like it's your own thought. I mean, you'll feel these negative. I was talking to a friend who felt these negative connotations that I didn't like him or I was angry with him. And then, you know, I called him up on the phone today, and he was playing a song for somebody that he played for me. And he said, every time I play it, it reminds me of you. I called him right in the middle of playing that for someone else. And we talked about how the enemy does that. And he said, Al, I was, I felt like you were angry with me and you were irritated with me. And I said, man, that couldn't be further from the truth. That was the enemy whispering in your ear, trying to make it seem like it was your thoughts. The enemy's going to tell you that they can read your mind or they can read my mind, but they can't. And for me, I, you know, when I was thinking about what's the worst possible thing and attack that I could get from Satan. And in my mind, that would be losing a child. And I walked with Bob Young this year through that. And so talk about God not wasting pain. I thought we could get a picture of what that may have been like in World War II when so many people were losing children. On every block, there would be that white star in the window that would indicate that somebody had lost a soldier. Dear Mr. Brian Boyd, No doubt by now you have received full information about the untimely death of your son. However, there are some personal details. Believe very strongly. No words of mine can ever. He was a fine soldier. Regarding the circumstances leading to his death, felt his loss tremendously. Robert's commanding officer's heroic service to his country. Great soldier, dedicated friend. Grace of God and the aid of your son. I'm alive. Please accept my most sincere condolences. Live in our memories. To you, my deepest sympathy. Colonel, I've got something you should know about. Yes. These two men died in Normandy. This one at Omaha Beach. Sean Ryan. This one in Utah. Peter Ryan. This man was killed last week in New Guinea. Daniel Ryan. The three men are brothers, sir. I've just learned that this afternoon their mother's getting all three telegrams. That's not all. There's a fourth brother, the youngest. He's somewhere in Normandy. We don't know where. That boy's alive. We're going to send somebody to find him. And we were going to get him that <laughs> out of there. Some private in the 101st lost three of his brothers, and he's got a ticket home. It's not going to be easy finding one particular soldier in the whole war. <laughs> Sorry, my cough came in. <laughs> well, it, it, it's a little, but that you know, 
When you think about it, Sam, three children? Yeah. And getting all the letters on the same day. I, it's unbelievable. How it's, overwhelming. It's, it's unthinkable. Yeah. Uh, of all the things that I could possibly imagine, how would God pour grace through that particular situation? And I, I, I've watched Bob almost, you know, this happened on the 9th of January. And, his, you know, for Bob, as 109, you pull it. Well, his son went to be with the Lord on the 9th of January. So it's like 109. Mm-hmm. And the Super Bowl is happening within two or three weeks. From that time until the Super Bowl, somehow or another, the man had the grace to put together this Super Bowl ad to remember his son so that people would give to the Winston-Salem Rescue Mission that had to do with his son coming to know the Lord and his son's testimony. And wow, what a result as, as this flame burned to show people the way to help other children come to know Christ. First time I saw somebody live this was when I was back in Indiana and was had young children, and uh, one of the the couples there was older than than us, lost a teenage son, and you know I just couldn't fathom that, and I still can't, you know, to some degree. But about a year and a half later, um, they did a pretty cool thing. Their son really loved movies, really loved him, loved Christian movies a lot, and so. They created this kids' library of movies, you know, and I used to watch the kids come check out those movies week after week after week and thinking how, how many lives are impacted because they were thinking about their son and wanting to do something in his memory, right? And so there were, there were lives and there were generations that are going to be changed forever because they let God work in that pain. Yeah, I, I think of the scripture, it says, you know, blessed are those who mourn. And when you think about our country during World War II and the hundreds of thousands of people that were mourning the loss of their children, and as a result, you know, no doubt God was doing some miraculous things in the spiritual growth of our country at this point in time that we now stand on those shoulders Mm -hmm. of, of where that's been. So you may have some really cool thoughts on this subject, and we would love to get an email from you. So if you go to masculinejourneyradio.net org org you can go to org would be better it's masculinejourneyradio.org <laughs> if I say it right three times maybe you remember masculinejourneyradio.org send us an email on your thoughts maybe your story of how God did not waste your pain we'd love to hear that and of course you can listen to this podcast or many of the other shows that we do find out how you can be in Sam's fantasy football league who's winning Sam? Uh, not me uh oh. I think Al I've, I've heard Al peaks early. So. <laughs> <laughs>